You're wondering why I brought you all here. I've gathered every Frey who means a damn thing so I can tell you my plans for this great house now that winter has come. Thank you, Lord Frey. These picks look fucking awesome. I love this North Carolina money line against Notre Dame. Great value with Josh Downs coming back. Stand together. Okay, yeah. Uh, we're just trying to bang some whores and get out of town to the casino with these picks, but whatever, man. Uh, appreciate all these picks, like I said. Just very appreciative. They look like all winners. That's kind of terrifying music, but uh, I'm just going to chalk it up to some multicultural shit that my small-minded uh, brain, corrupted by white privilege, can't understand. Hmm. My Sicilian spidey sense loaded with decades of mob movies and an overall Italian upbringing and culture that hates government is tingling. I feel I've been remiss in my duties. I've given you meats, wine, music, but I haven't shown you the hospitality you deserve. Awesome. Uh, is this the part we get horse? My king has married and I owe my new queen a wedding gift. Tyree at the goal line. He's in for the Notre Dame touchdown. Martinez has the first down. Adrian Martinez. Unreal effort tonight for Kansas State. Oh shit, there's an arrow. Oh fuck. Archers. Oh fuck this guy, dude. Oh. Uh, uh. The king in the north arises. What the fuck, man? Clemson always covers against Wake Forest. Mel Tucker was supposed to be Sparty's savior. I feel betrayed. Lord Waller, enough. Let it end. Mother. But you can call me Goose. Actually, you can call me a lot of things. Shithead Deluxe. Loner Boner. Captain Cockbreath. Phi Gamma Delta Dumbass. But one thing you can't call me this week is a winner. To my right, if this was Dumb and Dumber, he is the Harry to my Lloyd. Slightly autistic when it comes to week four college football gambling. If he was in WWE, his finishing move would be the Guido Speedo Wop Leg Drop. Everyone's favorite degenerate gambler, Sal Baps. Feels good to be back. It's a lot cooler down here, I see. Yeah, we uh, have a fall in full uh, session here. And the basement, The uh, we'll have to take a picture. Remind me to take a picture for the, for the gram here because we do have the red lights going on. It is, as we call it, the Dungeon of Doom. It's actually a pretty sick setup. I, I think it is sick. We just have to get the, uh, the big screen TV to get stuff going. 
Now, guys, we do have to apologize that we've been gone for two weeks. It has just been absolute madness here in our world. Um, I, uh, as you may know, I was a uh, aspiring uh, actor and writer in Los Angeles, living in the heart of Hollywood. I now live in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, uh, in basically near the Amish, and I am living literally in my 92-year-old grandfather's uh, basement here in the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, and he had a, a stroke. So uh, it was a really bad situation. Uh, thankfully, he's doing much better. Um, he is screaming at me and the Philadelphia Phillies every night again. So um, <laughs> he is, the first couple of days, there was a, you know, stuttering of the speech and, you know, just not good stuff. But uh, the dude is an absolute tank. He's a, he's a monster. He's a monster. And he's uh, looks like he's fully healed up. So uh, that was a big issue going on. Also, I got Rovid. Um, as did most of my family. I don't even want to say the word because we'll have like some weird freaking censor take us down or shadow ban us. But um, just ban period. Just ban period. Yeah, for even just talking about it. Um, so that was uh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. But uh, you've probably had it. You know, it's not the most fun thing. Sal Baps also, we believe, had Rovid, right? I, some kind of. I was put on medicine. Okay. Uh, and I'm also starting up my insurance career, so a little bit more on that a little bit later. But uh, just all kinds of exciting things going on. Nevertheless, while we've been gone for the past two weeks, um, it's been uh, it's been kind of brutal, guys. I don't know if you checked out the pics on the Twitter at Butter and Hose, but um, so I built up a lot of capital salbaps from the first uh, week zero, week one, week two. I was killing it. Uh, the past two weeks, I am uh, I'm one in eleven. It can get bloody fast in this business, man. I fast. I don't even know how one in eleven is possible, it's, but it is possible. I mean, easily possible. Have I been distracted? Obviously, with all the things I just dude, mentioned. that would have happened anyway. We would have lost these games. I, I probably, I agree. I, it's just, it's been blood in the water. It has just been one giant uh, red wedding, if you will. And uh, it's just been brutal. But hey, if you if you did literally the complete opposite of everything I said the past two weeks, you went eleven and one. In which case, I made you money. So I don't know if I screw the pooch again this week. Just fucking fade goose. That's Listen to I the show say. and fade us then. Yeah, just come here for the comedy and just fade <laughs> fade every single pick that we make. Now, guys, uh, we do need your help. As you know, the five-star reviews, write a sentence in the review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, Amazon, Google, uh, Apple, um, you know, w- w- uh, Spotify, whatever the case may be, leave a review. Tell your friends about the show. Guys, we, we love doing the show for you. We're, we're ecstatic with the amazing feedback that we're, we're getting poor. back. Help us. But we do, we, we, we have fucking 30 downloads an episode. So we, we, we need your help in a major we way. We need funding. We need funding, but we also just just uh, spread the word on Twitter. We are now, obviously, uh, in the gambling spaces we travel in, Twitter is where it's at. But uh, Instagram is the most popular app, you know, as far as social media goes. So we have started up the Instagram uh, share our stuff on there to your followers. Help us grow this so that by this time next year, we are you know taking on the woke machine and having the New York Times write articles about how much they hate us. That's that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, if New York Times is writing about you, that's that's you made it. Yeah, I mean, that's we want to be literally hated by by everybody. So, without further ado, Sal Baps, let's get into the episode. All right, Sal Baps, now. Today we, we we it's kind of a, it, it's it's a real sponsor, but they're just not giving us any money. Are you are you ready? I am ready every week for this. So today's episode 
is sponsored by me, and by me, I mean the team at Nelson Insurance Associates. Now, Nelson Insurance Associates is a team of financial analysts, planners, and masters of the domain of insurance spread out across the country, servicing your life, accident, health insurance needs, in addition to annuities and overall financial planning. Now, Salbaps, I'll be honest, I barely know the difference between my ass and an annuity. Do I know the products? No. Do I know the best plan for you? Fuck no. But my brother Pete does. He's no joke in the top couple percent for insurance agents in the country. He was just at million dollar round table, head of the table, I don't know. All these weird elite insurance events with odd medieval references, he's there. Head of the table. Now, if you take a, a meeting with me, fear not. It will be my brother running the appointment. I will literally not say two words for the entire meeting. I promise you. Now, what separates my brother from other douchebag insurance agents is the first meeting my brother does, he doesn't try to sell you anything. He asks you a bunch of questions and finds out your needs in this volatile market. He's super thorough and he knows these products inside and out. Now, a little insider baseball info, most insurance agents are pushing specific products on you because their boss is telling them to or because it has a higher commission rate. Now, Nelson Insurance Associates is a private general agent, meaning we sell products for just about everyone. My brother simply gets you the best products no matter what the commission rate for him is. I mean, he believes by taking care of people, they'll take care of him and recommend their friends to him. And so far it's worked out pretty well because this dude just bought a bass fishing boat bigger than most LA condos. Now listen, we all need life insurance. And with the Fed just raising interest rates, it's never been a better time. Plus, the more insurance you buy from me, the more money I have to pour into this podcast. So it's a win-win. Now, love him or hate him, Trump created a lot of advantages uh, in the tax space uh, with life insurance that are going away in 2026. So it may be now or never. Even if you don't have kids or a young family, life insurance builds cash value over time and is tax deferred. So for instance, if you're living in the Communist Republic of California for a couple years, but you know you're eventually moving to, say, income tax-free Nevada, life insurance is an excellent way to store away some of that cash so Gavin Newsom doesn't give your money away to give iPads to the homeless guy who thinks he's the president of Wakanda. Now, 15 minutes is all we need to ask you a couple simple questions and start the process. And by we, I mean literally everybody except me. Let us at Nelson Insurance Associates show you why we're one of the fastest growing insurance agencies in the country and why my brother is making so much fucking money he finally felt comfortable enough to offer his low-life, failed actor, writer, younger brother a job. Shoot me a quick email at Derek at NelsonPlan.com. Once again, that's Derek, D-E-R-E-K. Anybody else who spells it differently is a loser. D-E-R-E-K at NelsonPlan.com. All right, Sal Baps. Let's go over just the, the, the carnage going on in the space of college football. This is Shocker. I see a picture of her with two of her girlfriends and these three guys. They all go to high school together, and they're all doing this hand signal thing. I thought it was a gang thing, and she said, a gang thing? No, you don't know what that is. The Shocker. This is the, the Shocker. Maybe try the Shocker. <laughs> two in the pink, one in the sting. That's how that works. What is every other member of the family doing with their hands? The right. Now listen, Stuart. I'm a cool dad, all right? I could care less what you do with the pink. Truly. But the stink is where you get the shocking. Shocker! Maryland football! Talia Tunga Tagalova, or however, I don't know how you say his death warrior Polynesian name. He's fucking legit. So is this Maryland team. You always faded Maryland on the road no matter how good the offense was. But listen, 
This Terp squad just went to the big house and made Michigan fear the fucking turtle. If the op opening kickoff doesn't doink off the Maryland returner's helmet like something your drunk uncle does, snagging fly balls, hammered at his local softball league, and Talia doesn't get banged up and have to sit out a couple series, Maryland may have pulled off a three-score underdog shocker. Shocker! 4-0 Syracuse Orange. Oh. This defense is legit. We've seen it. Bro, is this team gross? Like, what do we do yeah. with this team? I like. So they play Wagner this week. They're favored by 50. That's 5-0 and for Syracuse. Did not see this coming. It's a shocker. It's a real shocker. Is, is Syracuse legit? The, that defense absolutely is. I'm still not sold on, on the passing game and, and Garrett Schrader, but listen... Uh, they're, they're finding ways to win and that that defense is, is nasty. Is this a kind of team we can exploit unders on for profit? Because they can't score, but they'll stop you. I think the market's caught up to it already. They have to. They have to. I, I, I will say it is It is exciting seeing Syracuse good at football again. It's good for the Northeast. Do you know the moment we bet a Syracuse under, it's going to go over? Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, the Carrier Dome is rocking. You, you you forget how loud that fucking place gets as far as, like, you, you remember, you know, Jim Beheim, of course, when Syracuse is good, what they do there. Dude, it's the Superdome in New York. Yeah, it's it's 100% legit. I'm excited, Syracuse. I love orange is my favorite color. I love those orange helmets. Um, fucking, I'm getting Don and McNabb flashbacks from when I was seven years old. So, uh, I, I'm all about it. Shocker! USC. That's right. This all-star team of I-didn't-come-here-to-play-school-athletes is gelling at an absurd rate. I mean, outside of TCU, there's no squad sub-apps that's even close to matching their speed and offense. Lincoln Riley is ahead of schedule. And even if the men of Troy don't win the Pac-12 this year, USC football, I'm saying it right now, is officially Back. Yes, yes. Jordan are. Addison looks every bit as good as he did last year when he won the Bolitnikoff, and they can run the ball down your fucking throat when they need to. Having said all that, against a very staunt Oregon State defense up in Corvallis, it was the USC defense that held up and allowed the Trojans to escape with a 17-14 victory. Yeah, I mean, Lincoln Riley's, I mean, ahead of schedule is like, I don't even know how to, it's, he might win the league this year. I listen. I, they do have to go to Utah. I do think Utah just lost their top tight end. I think it was the tight end. I think they're better than I, Utah. I think it was a tight end actually who fell on his ass in the end zone and cost me forty-seven thousand. So, yeah, fuck that. I mean, whatever. It is that what it is. Sequence has been met in black, wiped out of my brain. <laughs> Shocker! Pac-12 football. Speaking of Salbaps, uh, I shit on the Pac-12 earlier this year. I mean, they're literally making me eat my own words. They're all good. How piss poor this woke conference would be this year. Yes, the future of the Pac-12 is absolutely doomed. And yes, their woke antics absolutely had a large hand in its demise. But in the words of Mark Twain, the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State, they're all fucking good. Top 40 teams. Utah and USC, as we just said, are possibly elite. And don't sleep on a UCLA squad that can put up 40 on anyone. I mean... As predicted here, Arizona's improving. And Cal, that defense, very respectable. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, you're talking about a league that we made fun of for weeks before the season started. We faded them on solely politics, and they're making us eat our words with, like, legitimate football play. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a shocker to me. Shocker! Sparty fucking Ugh. sucks. This team sucks. You can't lose <laughs> two starting secondary players when that was already a weak spot of your team. They struggled to stop people last year. They got bailed out with a superstar running back that is now in the NFL and gone. 
Um, Tucker's supposed to be a defensive coach. Why is this happening? Why can't they stop anybody? Well, they had like six defensive starters out. I know that, but dude, like this is football. I, I, I hear you. Uh, listen, they, they, he still ransacked the transfer portal again this yes. year. They don't have the depth they need to compete at a championship off, level. No, no, not at all. And even offensively, like, if Jay Johnson doesn't find a way to be consistent, then his name's out of any fucking hat for a head coaching job. Yeah. Which he was on pace to maybe get a low-tier max school job, and yeah. he's now going to be stuck here dealing with this. I mean, listen. Now, it's over win seven and a half over for the year for this team right. can still be hit. Uh, it it's, can be. It can. Uh, they do need Jaden Reed to get back ASAP to help out uh, Peyton Ford. He's there. not healthy. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's not a good situation. Right you now. you were high. I was high on Jarek Broussard. Jalen Berger, not so much. I feel like he, I was high on Broussard. He, he flamed out at Wisconsin for a reason. But listen, Sparty, you gave fucking 90, what was it, 95 million or something something like that? To, 100 million. 100 million. Get to it Mel done. Tucker. Figure it out. Ooh, boy. Figure it out. Not a shocker. Texas Tech beats Texas in Lubbock. I told you all at the beginning of the year not to sleep on this Texas Tech Red Raider squad. Head coach Joey McGuire is channeling the Skinwalker Ranch vibes out there in West Texas and making this team believe. Yes, Texas didn't have Quinn Ewers, but Tech has been playing without their starting quarterback and Tyler Shuck for several weeks as well. Zach Kittley has brought back a real air raid to West Texas and a Big 12 where literally any team can win the conference championship. Even Kansas, but we'll talk about them. I'm feeling good about my futures I nabbed in the preseason on Texas Tech. My Heisman's on Jackson Smith and Jigba, not so much. Not a shocker. Kansas football, yes. what did we tell you, people? Yes. Over two and a half wins is a future bet. You're done. We won. We talked about it. This should have been like a life investment type wager. And I'm going to tell yeah. you, I mean, literally, you should have bet your mom, dad, dog, girlfriend, car, everything you have, because by Lance Leopold's running attack that nets 44 every game on top of just pure mathematical probability of them finally winning three games since Obama was in office, which is kind of like the Andy Dufresne pressure and time example. Yeah. Like, this was just going to crack. They were going to break out. Yeah. It was going to happen. It's happening. They're, I do their laying points every week. I, it, I, this is a team that was projected to win two games. They're laying points every fucking well, game now. They're actually they're a home dog against Iowa State. This I'm week. taking them. I'm, I'm taking them, too. I, I don't care. They, they run the ball down your fucking throat. Lance Leopold should be the next head coach in Nebraska. The way that he runs the ball, the way his offense is put He's the fit for them. Dude, this, this guy literally has won. Like, he's like Brian Kelly on crack. This, yeah. this, this dude wins freaking, you know, conference championships. Put him anywhere. Wherever he goes. It Nobody wins at this school, and he's now good. It's it's an incredible story. I'm here for it. Fucking rock, chalk, Jayhawk. All right, Sal Baps. It's time for me to answer for my egregious crimes of humanity. You shall pay. Here we go. It is now my turn. Bets on trial. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You shit-kicking, stinky, horseman-horse-smelling motherfucker, you! I'm afforded the right to speak in my own defense, sir, by the Constitution of the United States. This is the same document about the guarantees my liberty. The United States. Now, liberty, in case you've forgotten, is the soul's right to breathe. Sir, you're out of order. Out of order? I show you out of order! This country is founded, at least in part, on the firm belief that unpopular speech 
is absolutely vital to the health of our nation. How much did you fucking lose? Everything. What do you mean everything? Everything, everything. For Christ's sake, Vic, everything. The savings, the business, everything. Bits on trial. Uh, yes, uh, court is now in session. Uh, please make sure the TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and United Nations feeds are on while I talk. Anytime the defendant says anything relevant to the defense, feel free to cut off the feeds. Oh, and by the way, uh, my pronouns are she and they. Your Honor, men, women, and the 88 genders is defined by my Bumble dating profile. The defendant here is guilty of defrauding the 30 listeners that we have on making bread and buttering hoes into thinking he was actually doing good at betting college football. While I will admit he was amazing in weeks 0, 1, and 2, he has cooled off quicker than my ball sack when I slapped frozen pierogies on it that I bought from the Polish guy around the corner who only accepts cash as payment. Look at Exhibit A. Goose has gone a combined 1 and 11 the past two weeks. George Soros' dick is so far down your ear canal, it's hard for you to hear. Your Honor, I can defend myself here. How can you possibly defend 1 and 11? Check it. Wake Forest runs this retarded mesh play where it looks like Sam Hartman is constipated and he literally walks with the ball with his running back in some kind of Disney interracial love angle. That's all fine and well until you face a nasty defensive line like Clemson that blows that shit up quicker than the voters of Italy. Clemson has wrecked Wake Forest every year, and Wake has absolutely no home advantage. I mean, listen, they literally have kids fucking sledding on their grass hill during games because no one cares. Even against a team like Clemson, it wasn't a sellout. I don't know what to say except that clearly Clemson misses Brent Venables. Noted. And how do you explain a North Carolina... Money line wager against Notre Dame with a fake fucking football club coach like Mac Brown? Okay, well, Notre Dame hasn't been able to score the ball the entire year. The game was a sellout in Chapel Hill, and Mac knew he needed to win this game. All the North Carolina boosters were bringing out all their doctor and lawyer friends. He had to win this one. Drake May has looked like an absolute stud. Josh Downs returning for the Tar Heels, in addition to wide receiver Antoine Green and running back Caleb Hood. I mean, that's, a, that's a lot of fucking offensive firepower. Uh, I figured with all those weapons back, an already impressive Carolina offense would be too much for Notre Dame early, and Notre Dame, they, they simply wouldn't have the firepower to come back. Now, obviously, I was wrong, but I felt good about that play, and I wasn't the only one who was fooled on it. But then you had the nerve. To bet the under in our Lord and Savior UConn football program versus NC State. you damn right I did. UConn has lost their starting quarterback, stud running back Nate Carter. I mean, just today, they were talking about fucking playing a 300-pound defensive lineman at running back. Listen to that again. A 300-pound fat man as your tailback. They've also lost like three wide receivers to injuries. Now, with Clemson on deck for North Carolina State... I figured that NC State would literally just sit on the ball in the second half, rest starters, and they win 45-3. Boom, there's my under. Except they didn't. Well, the total points came out to 51, so yeah, sue me. I missed it by one fucking point. And what do you have to say about putting your faith in Gus Malzahn? Gus Malzahn! Covering three touchdowns against Georgia Tech? Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing for that. The jury will now decide your guilty verdict. I mean, your verdict. The jury of Philadelphia District 151. 
Wait, why am I even being tried in fucking Philadelphia? I live an hour and a half away in Amish country. This is bullshit. Sir, this is Hunger Games, and we don't consider anything outside of Philadelphia County to hold legal precedent in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. The jury finds the defendant guilty. He is now only allowed to bet on Stanford, Cal, Northwestern, UConn, and Ivy League football games the rest of the year. No! He must also watch the new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. No, that's too far. Damn you all. Mr. Goose, the jury has spoken. I have a two o'clock meeting to go rig votes in Philadelphia for the upcoming midterm elections. Do you have any last pathetic words? Yeah, this city... It's a fucking disgrace. Just the other night, a Wawa got ransacked, and y'all acted like that was okay. That was fine. Just another night in Philly. You literally represent everything the Founding Fathers hated about the English when they stepped out as brave men and risked their lives to be seen as domestic terrorists in the eyes of the Crown. You've completely killed my love for the Eagles, Phillies, Sixers. Hell, even the Flyers have gone woke and host gender-inclusive nights where Gritty the mascot is getting pegged up the ass by a non-binary purple dragon. Fuck this city. Fuck this state. Fuck you all. I'm moving to Florida. Seize him. All right, Sal Baps. I am only betting Ivy League football games now the rest of the year. <laughs> I have done my community service. I have helped uh, rig uh, elections, and I'm. How was the new Lord of the Rings series? Uh, it was pretty horrible. Great cinematography, but outside of that, dog shit. Uh, and now I am uh, basically Joey Merlino's bitch uh, in Philadelphia. So, um, congrats. Yeah, it's going great. So, talk about Joey Merlino and traps. Let's give you. It's a trap. <sighs> It's a trap. Texas A&M is plus four on the road at Mississippi State. Listen, you might think this team got their shit together. They have it. They've only played home games. They are now on the road in one of the most ridiculous, stupidest cowbell blinging place you'll ever hear. It's going to yeah. be loud. Leach is going to rise up for this game. I just don't believe in Jimbo anymore, dude. This guy isn't cool. I love this spot for Mississippi State. Be very cautious if you're taking this four points with Texas A&M. I would not do it. Can I just comment quick on just talk about a tale of two cities? Did you see where Lane Kiffin called out the fans on Twitter in, uh, for Ole Miss and, and Oxford? Like, these, the, like, as we know, like, Oxford, Ole Miss is probably the best tailgating scene in the country. Just I've heard Ole Miss is, like, incredible. Just smoke shows everywhere in cocktail dresses, just doing freaking Jaeger shots like, you know, there's no tomorrow. But they, they didn't even show up for the fucking football game. Now, I understand they only played Tulsa, but this is kind of a reoccurring theme. I mean, the, the, the old Miss, like, dudes in their 30s are starting to call out the students, basically saying they're, like, TikTok losers who, you know, don't show up to the football games because they don't get fucking Wi-Fi. Juxtapose that with Starkville, Mississippi, Mississippi State. They're banned from having cowbells, yet every single fucking one of them brings a cowbell to the game. You literally, you can't hear your, your own lineman talk. Uh, I, I'm with you, Sal Babs. I'm, I'm the same Mississippi State rolls as A&M squad. Here's my other one. It's a trap. Florida State. You know what this line is? Uh, they're seven-point favorite. Do you have any faith in Langman? Actually, I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah, actually. Wake showed me a lot, man. They showed me a lot. They showed me a lot, too, considering I bet against them. This is a big number. This has to be. This is the classic trap if I've ever seen one. I mean, you're getting a big number here. 
I got a bite on this. Dude, I, I, I mean, it's I, almost like a reverse trap. I can't believe I'm saying this. We talked about USC football is back. Dude, I think fucking Florida State's back. I don't know if Mike Norvell is the absolute perfect coach for that program, but that program is so good, so much talent down there, that if anybody's even just half competent, it just naturally comes back. I, I'm a believer in Florida State. I can't believe I'm saying that. All right, Sal Beps, it's time that we redeem ourselves to the, time. the masses. Let's get into it. This is Pick 6. Saturday at noon, Minnesota minus 12, hosting Purdue. Look, you're probably thinking, like, well, you're just taking them because they beat Sparty and that's your favorite fucking team. No, this team is good. They're going to be in the Big Ten title game. They're going to come out of the West single-handedly. No one's going to fuck with them. They're gross. I yeah, I think, I think it's a 21-point game here. Well, uh, does Aiden O'Connell play? That's going to be- Does it matter anymore? This guy's program is now a legit program. P.J. Fleck, if he stays there, they're going to be good for a while. I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'd be a little bit cautious in betting this if Aiden O'Connell plays. If he doesn't, though, you're right. This is a fucking four-touchdown spread. Okay, what else you got? We are going with Fresno State, minus 23, 3.30 p.m. game at UConn. Look, I mean, Fresno State didn't come out this season we thought they were going to have. But, dude, I still believe there's way more of a football program here than there is UConn. UConn's still getting awful lines. So, when we said they improved a little bit, did they really? I mean, they're still getting 20-plus a game. Well, they they have so many injuries, though. well, look, dude, here's a deal. You know Hayner isn't playing a quarterback, though, for Fresno State. Then why? I'm betting specific numbers on this, though. Like, I'm betting this number. If this number is this high on the road with a backup quarterback, it tells me UConn is fucking really, really well, fucking bad. I just said earlier, they literally, Jim Morris said they were considering starting a fucking 300-pound. This is what I mean. This how, is how by, bad by, this By is. the way, like, how... Like, I would bet UConn if they actually did do that. Like that well, that's like, hilarious. I like, mean, that's funny That'd shit. be some William Refrigerator Perry shit. You just see this fat man with six dudes hanging around his ankles. I mean, that's that's must-watch TV. Next one, Michigan State, Maryland, 3.30 p.m. Saturday. We're laying the number with Maryland. getting yeah. We're giving a touchdown to my Michigan State Spartans, who are a disgrace. They're fictional Mel Tucker is getting tickets to enter the fake fucking coaches club. He's not in, but he has tickets. He might go. (laughs) I think Maryland proved to me that they're capable of beating anyone in this league and any stadium. It doesn't matter. Loxley's actually not as bad as I thought he was. They were able to slow down Michigan, who's been dunking on everybody, scoring 50 every fucking buddy they play. Michigan State right now just does not have the horses. They just don't have it. They can't get the run game going. Their receiver game is so weak without Jaden Reed. He's the only guy that makes a real difference out there. They don't have enough to keep up with this team, and they're not going to stop them either. Lay the number. Yeah, I mean, Tua got banged up pretty hard in that. So did Rakeem Jarrett, five-star receiver there. Uh, where it does not come out yet on Rakeem Jarrett, but Tua said he's 100%. He's playing. So. If he's playing, we're taking Maryland. I, I keep calling him Tua. It's fucking... It doesn't, he is Tua. It doesn't matter what his name is. It, he's okay, Tua. It's the, true. He's the Tua number he's, two. He, yeah, he's Tua number two. I like that. The Tua right. one that's still in college. <laughs> Next game. I am selecting the Georgia Bo Dogs again. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm taking this team every week, every single goddamn spread. I don't care. They're laying 28. Missouri's not going to come close to this. Georgia is just on a rampage right now. Do not fucking fade this team right now. Don't even think about it. Don't even talk about it. Just take them. 
uh, I actually I was laughing today because Bud Elliott from the Cover Three podcast had on the Kent State coaching staff. I mean, these guys still got rolled by like twenty five thirty by Georgia, but because they actually made it into the second half of Georgia, he he literally interviewed three other coaches and was like, "What what's your secret success?" That this is where how good Georgia is. Yeah, this is if you can take Georgia. Twenty eight's not that bad I, of a number. I know. I'm I'm betting Kent State at the MAC now. Stanford, Oregon, eleven p.m. Saturday night. I am laying it with Oregon. Yeah, I, like I don't it. like Stanford. We constantly talk shit on them, and even though we talked about how great the Pac twelve is on this episode guess what we didn't say anything about stanford yeah yeah. they suck take oregon the i mean oregon what did they really do wrong this year they got fudge packed by georgia which everyone's going to well and then they kind of like had a it's situation this past yeah. week, which got dicey, but they still won the game. They still won the game. They scored. That's all that matters. They scored like twenty-one points in like three minutes, dude. Bo Nix is the most Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. When he's on, he's on. Yeah. And, and and to beat Stanford by this number, you don't even need to be on. You really don't. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, E.J. Smith, the stud running back for Stanford, he is out. He is Emmett Smith's son. He is. And he is totally legit, especially, you know, David Shaw, Stanford. They always run the fucking rock. They usually have a good running back. And that was the case this year with EJ. I mean, they they they, they lost to USC 41-28. That's pretty respectable. But EJ is out for the year. The Stanford team, I'm telling you, I said it earlier in the year, ever since NIL, ever since, you know, freshmen started enrolling mid-year, these are all things going against Stanford. I just, I don't know how they can fucking compete. I- I don't know why Vegas is letting their lines still like this though. Like, like they're they're gonna start getting twenty one point lines soon. Yeah, it's. I'm, I think you got to take Oregon. Big I, I I think I think this is a big play. Absolutely, I'm with you. Next one, I'm doing it. I'm fucking doing it. I'm gonna tell you why I'm doing it because Alabama on the road always looks like dog shit, and their numbers are high, and people lay them, and what do they do? Struggle to win. We are taking Arkansas plus 17, 330 game, CBS. You know what it is. It's going to be a lot of loud action down there. We <clears throat> Wait, have... is this the boss cock? We'll, 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 we'll see if it is. Okay. We'll see if we have two games that are the same. Okay. Okay. And that will set off a boss cock lock ringer. Okay. But right now, yeah, I'm taking them. I'm taking Arkansas plus 17 against Alabama. Dude, Alabama doesn't do shit on the road. They they don't. They, they don't. literally don't. Uh, the Arkansas secondary is fucking thin. Uh, they have a lot of injuries back there. Not looking good this year. So the question is, can Bryce Young dice them up? Billy, uh, Bill O'Brien's head is on a fucking platter. Like, the Alabama faithful, they want him to take that Georgia Tech job, which I think... I actually think Deion Sanders is a perfect man for that gig, but I think Bill, he did serve there as a coach for a number of years. He's still a hell of a coach. It's not working out, though, with Saban there in Bama. That's usually what his life, those lifespans of the stray cats he brings in are, though. All the advanced. two, three years, and they get you going. All the advanced uh, analytics on this game are saying Alabama plus 15. So the books right now, plus 17 and a half for Arkansas. In Arkansas, they're a wounded animal. They should have beat A&M if it wasn't for that garbage field goal kick and the A&M DB making that crazy fucking Reggie Bush backhanded play there. It went from what was a great win to a, a loss I don't even count as a loss. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't feel like they lost that game. And now they are, they're a wounded animal. So I'm with you, Sal Baps. I dig it. 
all right, I'm sick of this shit for the past two weeks. I've been dealing with family drama. I'm on my fucking A game, and I'm telling you what, there's a lot of value in this board, and I've talked about a lot of them. A lot of it is with injuries. People don't fucking, I don't know why, they don't pay attention to injuries, but you fucking should. If you're looking to stay up on the latest injury news for your bets, I can't recommend enough College Fantasy Update on Twitter. Once again, that's College Fantasy Update. You pay like freaking five bucks a month, and these guys are on top. I don't know how they do it. Like every single team in the country, they have all the insider info. So speaking of, first, the first game here on my pick six, I am loving Utah State at BYU. We are going with the BYU White Mormon Cougars. Love it. Minus 24. Listen, this should be a minus 28 spread, and I'll tell you why. BYU, they're a wounded animal. They have their loss in the column. They were hoping to make it to the playoff this year, a la Cincinnati. Ain't happening, but I tell you what is happening. Gunnar Romney, probably related to Mitt. I don't know. There's fucking, seems like five billion There's probably a Romneys Romney in Utah. Out there. Yeah. Gunnar Romney's coming back. He is the number one target for this BYU team. This dude is sick. Uh, they're also getting back another wide receiver. And also uh, their other guy, Puka, he came back last week. He got hurt again. I don't think he's coming back, but it doesn't matter because Gunner is coming back. Utah State, fuck. Talk about, is there a bigger disappointment right now this year? I mean, this team literally won the Mountain West last year, and they have they, they, can't, they can barely fucking beat UConn. I had two people literally almost whack me over them taking Utah State against UConn and getting yeah. smoked. Like, yeah, I, people were furious at me. Yeah, I mean Blake Anderson. He he came there in year year one like, from Arkansas Utah State. State dude. Fatal. He did a hell of a job. But I'm telling you right now, I think BYU fucking rolls. The only thing I will say that gives me a little bit of hesitation here is it is a rivalry game, but that's all the more reason why Utah plays this into the fourth quarter, and they just fucking roll Utah State with uh, Gunnar Romney back. Next play, I'm doing it. I'm going to Oxford. I just talked about how Lane Kiffin just called out that fan base. Listen, if the fans don't show up to the game and Lane leaves in the offseason, I don't blame him. And you shouldn't blame him either. You have to fucking fill you can't you can't look like a high school football game, okay? Maybe that's different this week. I think it should be because the Kentucky Wildcats, Mark Stoops, are coming to town. You know who else is coming to town, uh Salbaps? Tell me. Chris Rodriguez. He was fr- oh! First team all SEC last year. I don't even know. Like, you want to talk about the balls Mark Stoops has? This dude just suspended his best player for the first four weeks of the season, and it didn't even matter. Kentucky won every single game. This dude's coming back. They are a six and a half point dog in a half full uh, Oxford, Mississippi. So, my barber, uh, he actually cut Will. Levis? Levis's hair because really? he dates a girl that goes to Penn State because he was at Penn right, State right. and she happened to be from Berks County. So no we shit. actually cut him before the Florida game and they fucking went and won. No shit. Yes. Listen, I'm, I hate to say it. Will Levis, listen, he's an Instagram fucking highlight reel. He still is going to do things that drive you crazy, but when he gets his best offensive web back and Chris Rodriguez. Listen, the SEC, there's not many games that are going to be going over a touchdown anyways. So if you're telling me you're going to give me a Kentucky squad that plays solid defense, always keeps games close, and then you bring back Rodriguez. can prove they can win on the road, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving Kentucky plus six and a half. Next game, we're going to Kinnick, baby. 
Talk about those Michigan Wolverines at Iowa. Iowa is now plus 11. Do you know what happens when you go to Kinnick Stadium, Subaps? Um, they try to extort money off you for cancer kids. They do that as well, yes. But <laughs> you fucking the, the, you you it's a cho- your dreams go to die in cornfields, and all these weird half inbred Iowa kids come in and drag you away for GMO glyphosate corn. They fuck with your emotions. They make you wave to the cancer kids, Dude, and all the away teams it, lose. It, it, it is it is it is possibly the smoothest move going on right now in college football. This Iowa offense is. Listen, they had nowhere to go but up, but they actually they they're getting some wide receivers back on the depth chart. They they did roll Rutgers last week at Rutgers there in North Jersey. I think the offense is good enough to keep this with eleven. And nobody's talking about Phil Parker, defensive coordinator there. Iowa has a nasty defense. Once if again. they score, they're going to win. Listen, this is what Iowa does. They shut you down. They they play a base 4-3 defense, and they basically say, go ahead, try to make a fucking chunk play on us. It ain't going to happen. They have a defense that bends but doesn't break, and they just basically wait for you to do a stupid fucking pass, and they pick you off. And it's happening again this year. They always do some dumb, like, Shit that goes their way on special teams too. Yep. Like they always like want to get. What every time there's a game up there, it's big. I feel like they get like a scoop and score, like off a punt block sometimes. Yep. Or they they just get dumb shit their way. And you know who else played a, a basically bend but don't break defense? It was the Maryland Turpins last week in the big house. It was Maryland's defense is not that good, but they played very fucking disciplined. They didn't miss tackles. This Iowa defense is a heightened version of what Michigan saw last week. Maybe that helps Michigan in preparation, but I'm saying right now JJ McCarthy, a lot of talent. The 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 ceiling's high on the kid, but the offense I don't think for Michigan is as good as we thought it was. Next play on the board here. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I am getting high. Getting high, baby, because I am rolling with the Air Force fucking Falcons, baby. We are going mile-high Colorado. We have a service academy game here. The Navy midshipmen, who are, I don't know, uh, what do they say about Navy guys? They're always, what, sucking dick on the on the boat, right? Not the guys you want to save you in a war. Right, right. Exactly. Well, Navy sucks this year. Air Force doesn't. Air Force arguably has their best team in freaking 30 years. They did lose to Wyoming two weeks ago, but that's because they had a giant flu outbreak, which, let's be honest, it probably was Rovid, but we're just calling it the flu now so that we don't piss people off. Just being honest. And... The service academies are really kind of strict on their injury news, so the, the Sharps didn't get any kind of wind of that. But last week, most of those guys came in. Is broken legs like questionable to them? Yeah, they they rolled last week. I won on them. Probable. Uh, that was literally shoulder. my like only win of the week. This week, I think they fucking roll Navy. Minus 14, I think, is a joke. I think this is at least a three-touchdown game. It's at Air Force. No chance in hell for Navy. Next game, I'm sorry, Utah Utes. Yeah. Tore out my heart beginning of the year, and I am fading you because Oregon State, I am a beaver believer, and they are coming to town there. Oregon State at Utah, I'm taking Oregon State plus 10.5. Listen, Oregon State's down their top tight end. Guess who else is? We already mentioned it, the Utah tight end, the motherfucker who cost me $47,000. So I don't know, man. This Utah squad, I still like it. 
I still think they could win the Pac-12 championship. But, yo, this Oregon State squad, Jonathan Smith, Smith head coach there, the fucking real deal. USC was lucky as hell to get out of there with a win. I give all the credit in the world to USC, but this defense on Oregon State's nasty. You're telling me in a conference game you're going to give me 10.5 points with that defense? I'm fucking taking it all day long. Last pick here on the pick six. I'm doing it. I'm taking Arkansas plus 17 and a half. Pig suey. That's right, baby, because I'm telling you right now that Billy O'Brien and Nick Saban, there is there there's just a lot of drama down there in Bamaville. I don't believe Bryce Young has enough weapons on the outside. I think Arkansas does, Barry Odom does everything to keep this close. I think KJ Jefferson and company are pissed off over what happened there. I think everybody is overreacting to them losing on a neutral field to Texas A&M, a bullshit loss if I ever saw one. There's no way in hell that Arkansas should be more than minus 15, as the advanced analytics say. I agree, dude. I mean, we talked about this game before I came here. I mean, this is the this is more of a Bama on the road fade. Their trends are bad. There's about going back to their past couple of. Do wins, we know that Texas is that good now? Honestly, I mean it's hard with, to. With, uh, listen, with Quinn Ewers, I am buying Texas, but he got hurt in, like the first quarter against Bama. They should have rolled them. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah, like in Texas, kind of almost like was that that point where the players were like do we just quit and like not get our asses kicked or do we fight and yeah. they, like Alabama should have smoked them with the face of the earth dude we're doing the right thing here this is just what has to be done listen the bo- boss this is a borderline trap game it is a borderline trap game but i'm telling you the boss cock lock it screwed the pooch the past couple of weeks we need this one bad we are putting our faith in the arkansas razorbacks I think this Arkansas crowd is just going to be fucking lit up on moonshine and ready just to fucking yell and scream their moonshine, hearts out. Moonshine, oxycodone, yes. and like their gas station like pig suey t-shirt yes, with five holes in and it. And they're they're watching mud with Matthew McConaughey. But we're fucking with them now. Like we're down with this. Yes, like, so they're going to have those those hog hats on. I'm all about it because let's get this win, and then we'll go to church with them on Sunday and introduce us to a nice Christian girl from Ooh. South. I like that. I like that. I. I don't know. I'm just. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I don't know if Alabama is an absolute lock to even win the West. Definitely not the SEC. There are definitely chinks in the armor. Don't get me wrong. The defense is still nasty. They still have five stars everywhere, but I don't know. There's just something that seems a little. This bit has off. to be taken. I believe it's a number that can be is obtainable. Seventeen and I mean, come on. Boss cock lock Arkansas plus seventeen and a half. All right, Sal Baps. Usually, this is the part of the show where I give you the poontang parlay. But being as how I am one in eleven over the past two fucking weeks, um, I am I am not even going to bother wasting your time. I, I will. I do have a round robin that is like an eighteen legger that I'll, I'll post on the Instagram. So now you have a reason that you have to follow us on Instagram at Butter and Hose. So I will I will post that in the next day or two. Um, but yeah, no Poontang parlay until basically I get my credibility back. Win a game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Sal Baps, tell the people any last words. Yeah, dude. I mean, believe in us. Like we we really believe in the shit that we're talking about. So 
If you love college football and you like gambling, I mean, this is a place you want to come and chill with us on. I mean, we're down to do this for you guys. Yeah, okay, our picks haven't been hitting recently. But even if you found this podcast and we're like, well, these guys suck, I'm going to fade them. Then do that. Fucking do that. Fade us. Yeah, I mean, Either care. At the end of the day, we... we I would do that. We, we want to be two things. We want to be funny. Oh, I guess three. I'm retarded here. That's why I sell insurance. <laughs> uh, we want to be funny. We want to be entertaining. And we want to be profitable for you. And if it's profitable to do the complete opposite of what our dumbasses are saying, then that's the fucking play. Maybe we'll even start fading ourselves. I don't know. We'll just be a parody betting account yeah i, I mean, mean if that's what it is if, if we're I, going 0 and 11 every week you should be tuning in <laughs> i mean listen uh to, not to toot my own horn here but i was literally one fall in the end zone from winning forty-seven thousand in week one now granted i literally spent six months analyzing like a fucking psycho every single matchup in week zero and week one sal baps will be a testament to i'd call him up Literally, like, five months when the Florida-Utah lines dropped and all that shit, I was literally calling him up about the lines. Like a hook would go off a game, and he'd be like, you gotta go bet it now. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a college football bowl season and week one better. Uh, maybe that's that's the time, but um, I don't know. There's, there's no other fucking podcast out there that is talking about the shit that we are and saying the things that we are. So, spread the word. Tell your people. Say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food, and make that bread and butter them hoes. The views expressed by the hosts in this podcast are their own, and their appearance in the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The primary purpose of this podcast is to entertain. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. Listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guest. All characters and events in this show, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. This podcast contains coarse language, and due to its content, it should not be viewed by anyone under 18. Nelson Insurance Advisors has a principal place of business in Reading, Pennsylvania. License number 1087525.